Welcome. Welcome, my friends, to the Beggars and Brawlers podcast. This is episode 46, recorded Friday, the 6th of May, 2022, and I kind of need somebody to talk me off a ledge. So, I think I'm in love with novellas. <laughs> I have always loved novellas as a reader. I remember as a kid reading Stephen King's novella collections. I loved his short stories too, but there was something about the novella collections like Four Past Midnight and Different Seasons that are like, they're like meaty enough to be a book like the Shawshank Redemption, but they're not as long as a book. Uh, his get pretty long, but still, there's something about a novella that like still gives me the same satisfaction of a book, but has none of the like commitment because <laughs> it's so short. And I have continued that love as an adult reader, I recently read Elder Race by Adrian Tchaikovsky, which is up for a Hugo and totally deserves it. Amazing, if uncomfortable sometimes. He really nails, I think, the experience of uh, being an anxious depressive uh, in the midst of a very cool fantasy setting world and adventure, and it's just great. Um, and Brandon Sanderson has some great novellas that have come out recently, and I think a novella like keeps you honest as a writer because you can't just spin off into nowhere of a novel knowing that you have tens of thousands of words to deal with you kind of got to really focus and i'm starting to think that that's what i've loved about them is that they're focused stories in a different way um but i'm realizing that from a writer's perspective because in working on this gaxna novella i have realized that i as a writer really love this format just like um, if you ever write poetry and you sit down to write a poem that's just kind of free form, it's like, well, what am I going to do versus writing a sonnet is like, here are the things, here are the rules. And even though novella at its core is just about length, it's going to be no longer than this particular length. That one rule, that one boundary really pushes me to, you know, to fit a beginning, middle and end in there and to make it matter really fast. And my writing is always the best when I feel impatient with it, when I'm like, I've got to get in and get out quick and tell the story. And like, can I do this shorter? Can I get to the good part faster? And I feel like novellas just push me to do that. Um, but the thing that I noticed in writing this Gaxner novella, which by the way, needs a title, and I'm going to give you my uh, the titles that I have in mind a little bit later, and hopefully you can email me and tell me which one you think I should do. But um, the thing I realized in writing this one, too, is that being that short, my writer's brain is now big enough to hold the whole story in my mind as I'm writing it. Like, as I'm writing the last chapter, I can still remember, like, the verbiage of the first chapter and exactly what happened. And there's something about being able to see the whole thing at once. When I write a novel, I've got an outline and I have to go back and be like, let's see, what chapter did that happen? And how exactly did that happen? You know, like Rebel of Riddle and Woe took me four months, I think, or five months to write a first draft. I don't remember what I wrote five months ago, you know, and when I went back to read it for the first time, I was like, oh, yeah, this was cool, wasn't it? <laughs> but in a novella, you know, I'm going to write a draft of that in a week, basically, and so I remember what I wrote on Monday, and there's just something so much more manageable about that length that maybe that contributes to them being good, too, is that um, as a writer, we can hold it all in our heads, and so we can like make it tighter in a particular way because we remember how all the pieces fit and what those pieces look like versus just kind of a note about what the piece was back in the day when I wrote it. So anyway... Um, that's my love of novellas. I think that this Gaxon novella, I've honestly loved all the novellas that I've written. 
since I started writing them, um, Urchin's Gambit, Assassin's Tribute, and now uh, whatever we call this one. But uh, yeah, I'm really proud of this one. I just feel like it hangs together in a different way. So I'm excited to see what you think of it. But before I get it to you, I have to pick a title. So <laughs> this is where uh, I ask for a little bit of help. Um, I, as you may know, despise titles. And the Tidecaller series is a, is a very wordy title series. There's It's always a something of something and something. Basically, person of keyword and emotion, I guess. Daughter of Flood and Fury. Uh, Witch of Wealth and Ruin. Rebel of Riddle and Woe, upcoming one is Queen of Blood and Blasphemy. And so I'm writing a novella in that series, so I'm going to do the same thing. So just trust me that these three titles that I'm going to read work with that convention. There's also, it has to be alliterative, Flood and Fury, Witch and Wealth, uh, Rebel and Riddle. So there's always two words that start with the same letter. But anyway, I have covered all of that. I just don't know which one of these is the best slash is any good. <laughs> so I'm going to read them out. And if you have any opinions, please just email me. There is a link in the show notes to do that and say you should do this one or that one because I'm literally just going to take the most popular one and use it because I don't know. And anyway, you're the one that reads it like it should be the thing that appeals to you the most. So anyway, here they are uh, in no particular order. Thief of Smoke and Sorrow. Thief of Tome and Treachery, Thief of Thirst and Opulence. So you can see I'm tied to that thief word, but um, yeah, so I'll read them again one more time. And if you have opinions, click that email button while you're listening. Thief of Smoke and Sorrow, Thief of Tome and Treachery, Thief of Thirst and Opulence. So I I don't know, I kind of like them all. I hated a lot of other ones that I came up before that, but I really can't pick between these. So just trust me that they all make sense for the book and tell me which one you want to see the most on the cover because it's kind of your book anyway. I just wrote the thing. Um, I feel very glad that I have a title for Rebel of Riddle and Woe. But I, uh, in thinking about this novella, love, I mentioned at the beginning that there's a ledge that I need you to talk me off of. And the ledge is called... I want to write a series that's just novellas. <laughs> I enjoyed this so much that I'm like, could I tell a really big story? Because my mind only works in epic stories, like planet ending, universe changing kind of epic fantasy stories. But could I tell it in 15,000 word segments instead of 100,000 word segments? I feel like I could. And I feel like doing it would keep me honest again in a way that uh, a, a larger novel doesn't because you can just kind of spread out a novella there is no room for sprawl you got to get in and get out and I think that uh, that could be pretty awesome told in uh, a big story told in a little way kind of like you know like episodes of a season that uh, all culminate in a big story but are self-contained at the same time the witcher's kind of like this I thought a lot about the witcher because I did a workshop on it recently and yes this is a tangent but um, the witcher at least season one, I haven't watched all of season two yet. Season one, they usually have a self-contained story in there, which is Geralt shows up and somebody wants to hire him to do something and it goes wrong and hilarity ensues. <laughs> Except it's not hilarity because it's grimdark, so grimdark hilarity. And then there's also little threads of Ciri's story as she goes from point A to point B and thinks about how she needs to find Geralt and also often threads of Yennefer's story. So those are like the bigger ones and they may not feel satisfying in the same way, but they always have Geralt there to give you that satisfying beginning, middle, end. And so you put up with the longer ones until you get invested in them. And then sometimes you're more interested in those than Geralt's story. But 
Anyways, I think that it would be really fun to write a series that does that. I don't know that particular format, but something like that, where I tell little satisfying chunks of a larger, more satisfying thing. Um, But I don't know if anybody wants to read novellas. I don't know what I would sell them for. I mean, I'd probably end up doing a bunch of box sets of them. But is that a thing that you would want to read? Like, would you want to read six books in the course of a year instead of one and they're all short and they come out faster and they tell little pieces or would you rather i just like glommed them into a novel and did it that way although if you put them in a novel it becomes kind of like a novella collection i don't know it's not the same would you be interested in a novella series like a series of probably like 20 books that are all 15,000 words instead of being 100,000 words so like a hmm, three-hour read or a two-hour read um each I think it'd be really fun to write. So if you think it'd be fun to read, I'm maybe going to jump off that ledge. But if you don't think it would be fun to read, talk me off because I kind of want to jump. So in other news, uh, my revision of Rebel of Riddle and Woe is coming right along. Some of my alpha readers gave me very good feedback that has been very intense to incorporate, but the book's going to be a lot better for it. And I'm glad now that I haven't really shown it to the world yet. But uh, Showing It to the World Phase 2 is coming up next, which is where I finished this revision. And the book is basically done, but I don't know how my tweaks are working in terms of like your experience as a reader. Like, was that mystery, mystery too mysterious? Was it like too obvious? You know, do you buy this relationship? Do I need more heat, less heat, that kind of thing. So just like fine tuning is a thing that I love having beta readers for. And I always need more. It's always better to get like more data points on the bell curve. So if you're interested in being a beta reader for this, I won't have an audio version. It'll only be ebook. Um, I could maybe get a robot to read it for you, but I'm not going to spend the time to read it well until it's done. Um, but if you're interested in reading that or having a robot read it to you and giving me feedback just on how it lands, like, and in fact, you don't even need to write out feedback. I will send you a message and be like, ask probably three questions about it to help me fine-tune what's going on and beta readers can also be wonderful sources for early reviews so if you do do it it's wonderful if you can have a review ready for when the book drops so they can get some reviews on it fast because that really helps people notice it on amazon which helps me make a living which is uh hopefully all good stuff so those are my three asks which title do you like should i do a novella series and can you beta read this book for me um thanks for helping out in any way you can you can just hit that email link and let me know what you think of the title what do you think of a series and if you want to read and if you don't uh if you don't have opinions or if this is like 10 years in the future and it's totally post relevant because the novella series is out and the novel the other novella has a title and all that please disregard (laughs) thanks for listening um so speaking of something else that will be totally meaningless 10 years from now uh just a quick update on where i'm at with those projects I'm in draft three of Rebel of Riddle and Woe, and I would say I'm at 37% just based on word count, but I do think that the first few chapters took longer because they were the most intense to revise based on that feedback. I had to change some pretty basic stuff, um, and now I'm just making sure that those changes echo through and that we don't have like um, some dissonances with how it worked before. No spoilers there. Um, the Gaxner novella is in the final draft. I just have a few beta readers that are still reading it, and then I'll just polish it and uh publish it and record it and get that audiobook to you for freezies because you're my podcast listener everybody else has got to pay lucky you 
Um, and in the course of working on both of these, I have thought about things that need to be in book four. So I've been working on the Queen of Blood and Blasphemy outline some too. I would still say it's at like 20% um, because there's lots that still needs to go into it, but it's been a while since I worked on it. So it's kind of cool to see that book taking shape. That's going to be project number one when I come back in the fall. So otherwise, in my own reading, I'm still crushing the Cradle series. But speaking of my love for novellas, Fonda Lee just released a new novella in the Jade City setting, which if you've been listening, you know that I adore. And it's a novella and she's a great author and I'm kind of dying to read it. So as soon as Ghostwater is done, book five of the Cradle series, I'm going to scoop up and bite up and devour that little novella. And I'll probably tell you more about it next time. But um, yeah. Super excited for that because of all the reasons that you already know. So with that, I should probably get back to doing these revisions so I can get you these books before fruit season hits because it's coming awfully fast, friends. I do not have very many working days to get all my fruit stuff in order and finish this book and this novella. Might be a little bit ambitious on my part, but what is life if you're not ambitious, right? I can do it all. Uh, Anyway, I'm going to get back to all that. Thank you for giving your feedback on all the things that I asked about this time. Uh, And I hope, as always, that this podcast finds you well and in the company of good books. Read on, my friends. For more information on Levi Jacobs and his books, including the award-winning Tide Collar Chronicles, please visit www.levijacobs.com. Or for a free audiobook, only available to podcast listeners, go to www dot levijacobs.com slash free. Thanks for listening and read on.